1: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Happy, happy February to you. Um, Like I told you all before, I am currently still on maternity leave, but I wanted to just intro this month with another throwback episode for you. And I hope that you have been enjoying these interviews that I've been doing. Make sure that you be on the lookout because I have so many good things for y'all coming up this month. Some amazing interviews that I have done. And I look so forward to coming back fresh, renewed as a new mom of two. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This episode is another installment of when I was doing productivity coaching. So if you're new and didn't hear me talk about that, I don't currently do productivity coaching anymore. I'm going into 2023 solely focusing on mental health only and sharing content with you all around that. I feel like 2022, my content was all over the place. And just figuring out a lot took a lot of time, but that's okay. We are back talking a lot about mental health and faith, and I'm super excited to share with you all all the things that are coming up this year. So, enjoy this week's episode, it's going to be talking a lot about self sabotage and productivity. You'll hear me talk about my program, Show of Sis, but again, like I said, I don't offer that anymore but I still hope that you enjoy this episode and I can't wait to see y'all in the next week's episode. So let's get into it. Welcome. you are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosa Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi sis, I'm super excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week, y'all. Girl, I know that I was a little late last week in posting my podcast, but I'm super excited that y'all are here with me this week. So I have some super exciting news. So for those of you that don't know and have been following me on Instagram and or have been listening to the podcast, I have opened doors to my eight week coaching program, Show Up Sis where I teach ambitious women of faith how to overcome self-sabotage and procrastination so that they can create routines at work and become more disciplined, productive, and fulfilled. So in July and August, I had the amazing opportunity to coach six amazing women. Um, During that time, I had an opportunity to teach them all the things I have learned as it relates to time management coaching. And so for those of you that don't know, back in the pandemic last year, at the top of February, before we actually had a pandemic, I started doing time management coaching, and I ended up doing that all throughout the pandemic, and what I learned during that time was so many things. I got a chance to do one-on-one with about 40 clients, and then ended up doing a master class on time management with some more women, and I have helped a total of 60 women as it relates to managing their time and learning how to overcome, you know, just poor time management skills. And so essentially I, when I revisited this after having Elijah, I realized that I wanted to help women in a more impactful way. And the, what I realized from all the women that I helped and really either doing one-on-one sessions with them or doing, um, the class was that a lot of them struggled with self sabotage. And I realized that self sabotage was crippling a lot of them and really self self sabotage can look like imposter syndrome. It can look like a bunch of things, which I'm going to talk about today. But I realized that self-sabotage was causing a lot of women to procrastinate, but it was also causing them to not know how to rest, and it highly impacted their productivity. And living in the world we're in now, where we're highly distracted, we're inundated with so much information. It can be really hard to identify when we're self-sabotaging, which ultimately impacts the way we show up for ourselves, our families, our relationships, as well as in our jobs, and ultimately the things that we have been called to do. And I know from my own personal self, in times past where I have not been obedient and or not done the things that I felt like were on my heart to do that I feel like God was showing me I ultimately went into a place where I would procrastinate and I found that I was not productive at all and I think it's something really important to talk about because I have personally seen how the crippling this can be for a lot of women as well as what transformation looks like for them Once they understand this And so in my 8 week group coaching program I teach you all of these things Related to how to overcome self-sabotage And procrastination I give you my personal breakdown of what I feel like Holy Spirit has given me which, which even is so interesting Because even as I have done this And have been led by God to do this I really do feel like there has been A transformation for a lot of people But not only that we I then give you all of the things I have learned Related to how to plan a proper schedule for yourself a lot of women that come to me say they are overwhelmed. They don't know where to start with managing their time. They don't know what it looks like to have a schedule. Some of them are planners, but they find that they end up becoming stagnant and they procrastinate and then they don't follow through because they're distracted and or they just don't have a place to start and be able to handle this. And so in this podcast today, I really want to talk to you a little bit about Some of the things I talk about in the program, because self-sabotage is such a huge part of what impacts us and what cripples us. And it really, really, really does impact our productivity and our ability to rest. If you're interested in joining Show Obsess, absolutely go to the show notes and apply. There is an application because I want to make sure that the group that joins is so cohesive. And I already have a couple of spots. I mean, I've already had a couple of spots taken by my waitlist, And I'm super excited about those girls that have joined the program. But also, I want to be able to... Make sure that the group is cohesive because the community is so, 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 so valuable. Um, I love the girls that I helped last cohort. And I'm truly, truly excited about the women that are going to join the community thus far. And they get to interact with the old cohort. And it's just going to be, it's going to grow as we grow. So I'm super excited. And the other thing that you get to know about the program is not only that even after you finish the program, you are a part of the community from here on out and I get to check in with them consistently twice a month so you not only get access to me throughout the two months but even following the program you get access to me and the other ladies in the in the um program even throughout following we check in twice a month and I just give y'all strategies and check in with y'all and so it's really 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 about community to me so Today I'm going to talk a little bit about self-sabotage and I want to give the definition of self-sabotage and say that self-sabotage is the behavior or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. I'm going to say that again. Self-sabotage in definition is the behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. And so looking at this from just a mental health perspective, as well as my own personal, professional and personal, I've really looked at self-sabotage in a way where we can really... Begin to understand how this comes up for us And a lot of times we don't recognize When we're having imposter syndrome When we're self-sabotaging When we're procrastinating What happens is it's self-sabotage What it does is it inundates what It literally bombards your mind With these negative thoughts It's a behavior and it's a thought process So what you think impacts what you do But not only that If you don't believe that you're capable of doing something You're ultimately not going to do it Which is going to cause that procrastination And ultimately you avoid it. So what can self-sabotage look like? So this is what I believe self-sabotage looks like overall. But there's plenty of ways that this can come up. So self-sabotage can look like intentional avoidance where you actually intentionally avoid something. And I always like to say that we as human beings completely don't like to experience any level of pain we purposely will do whatever we have to do to be safe that's our nature that's our that's the way we were made up we were made to find ways to feel safe but the problem with this is that it 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 can sometimes become crippling because we'll intentionally avoid which then causes us to put off things that we know we need to do and also intentionally avoid with the purpose of not completing a task Another way that self-sabotage can come up is you put yourself down. So you ultimately then at that point, tell yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not capable of doing this. I don't know where to start. I can't do this. This is not good. And you ultimately look at everything you do as not good. So then you don't start. And so then what happens with that is, When you put yourself down, you are literally beating yourself up and turning everything back into yourself, which then ultimately does not allow you to then start. And so what you do is you just tell yourself, I'm not good enough. And what that does, y'all, is it literally cripples your identity. It makes you feel as if you're not good enough. You're not capable. You're not qualified. And what, what that really does is it also tags into your identity and makes you feel like that is who you are if you're not good enough. Self-sabotage also looks like fear of failure, where you look at everything that you put out and you feel like it's always going to fail. Fear of failure also can impact the way that you do start because you then feel like if I put this out there, it's going to automatically fail. Or maybe in times past, you've put something out and it didn't work or you have failed something in the past. I know for myself, I am a person that I know is called and anointed to do counseling. However... I have failed my clinical exam two times. And so one of the biggest things I had to learn in the lesson of failing that test twice was that what I took it as it was my perspective of maybe that's not the season right now. But if I took that and said, I am not called to this area completely, what that would have done would have made me literally not want to do the podcast, probably not want to show up the way that I feel like God has called me to. And what that would have done was self-sabotage my purpose. Instead of looking at it as maybe this isn't the time or we take those situations and we ultimately create those as our identity. That's not my identity as a failure. Maybe this just didn't happen at the time it would. But that could take that. I could take that and use that as a means to not try again. And Ultimately, what would that look like long term? so another example of how self-sabotage can come up is we place blame so this comes up when we do not take accountability this can also come into a victim mindset where you almost like become the victim of every situation you blame everybody else for the reason why these things aren't happening for you you blame lack of help you blame lack of finances you blame lack of this you blame lack of that instead of really saying take responsibility and accountability for these things you then use those as excuses to place blame as to why you don't start and what that does is it leaves an opportunity for God to be God but also that leaves an opportunity for you then to steward your time well so I, sometimes I hear women say I don't have enough time or I have too many things on my plate and this may be very true but then that ultimately you blame everybody else or you say I don't have help but then it's like are you asking for help are you are you then pulling on the help that is provided for you Are you even then saying, starting to say no to put boundaries up for these things that you're saying yes to, instead of blaming them, really what is, is really what it is and should look like is you putting up boundaries for you to start saying no. And so what happens is we place blame and also too, we, we unintentionally blame God. We start blaming him for the reason why things aren't working out. We start blaming him for the reasons why things aren't going the way they should be instead of taking responsibility, knowing that we have free will to choose. And so what these things can look like is becoming the self-sabotaging things. These are all things that can be used against us walking into our full purposes, but also being able to just manage what we've been given and steward what we've been given well. Another reason why I how self-sabotage can come up is it's a need for control and no grace. So you hear this term all the time. And people throw this out so much. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Or really having this need of control where we feel like we are in control of everything and we do not at that point want to alleviate or give um relinquish any type of control to other people why because we feel like if we don't do it then it won't be done correctly nobody else is gonna do it right Or we worry about what it's gonna look like. We then take on the reins of not letting God again, letting letting God be God, or we just intentionally become disobedient. And this is not to shame, this is more to bring into your awareness what these things look like. This is not a shame tactic. This is not to talk bad to you, sis. This is really more so just hooding you see what this can look like. And so another, re- another way that um, we can self-sabotage is we have perfectionism. So for me, my struggle with perfectionism used to be where I would literally plant my feet into the ground and say, if it's not perfect and it doesn't look just like this, it won't be good enough. And or I won't put it out. And so what that looks and what that what that sounds like is if it doesn't look a certain way, then it's not good enough. But what happens is a lot of times it's tied to comparison because what we do is then at that point, we look at everybody else's, um, what they're doing and we say to ourselves, what they're doing is good enough and it has to look like them. But we also don't realize that with that comparison, that's very dangerous because they may be at point J or point K, and we may be still on A and B. And so we're comparing their ability their, or their time of stewardship over this to get better over time and not realizing that if we just started, we would get better over time. But also, perfection has a lot to do with performance. Perfection has a lot to do with your ability to perform. and feel like if you perform a certain way, then you'll get some type of level of um, acceptance or um validation. So when we're talking about how this impacts our productivity, I want to give you an opportunity to know what exactly productivity is in definition. So the productivity is important is, It's basically what I think, let me backtrack. So I think the one of the biggest things I have learned, especially in serving clients, and my even my own personal journey is that we have not been taught how to Um, be productive we also have not been taught how to rest and with that being said because we've never been taught these things it is really really hard for us at times to understand and know what to do when we're experiencing some level of overwhelm some level of anxiety some level of
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich But you're the Filet-O-Fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Being burnt out and knowing how to recoup afterwards. and long term, when it's not addressed, we then begin to have a lot of, again, these self-sabotaging thoughts, which then overwhelm us completely and make us not then produce or be productive in this way. And so why is this important? Because I think that when I've served clients and I've really, really heard their stories related to this, I found that when they really do address the behaviors and the thought patterns that they're thinking of, which is some of these things that self-sabotage does, their productivity changes, their mental health changes, they then begin to start to see a shift in the way that they then see themselves they then begin to address the things that they're doing and also they're more productive so why is this important again so productivity within itself we've been taught to hustle grind do all these things make laundry lists of things to do and work ourselves into the ground but ultimately what that does is that doesn't create the life of fulfillment because and the even then we don't even know what that looks like or if that's possible because we've been taught to basically work 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 and work ourselves into the ground especially as black women and so really what this looks like is productivity is important because it is about getting things done but it is at the level of consistency And also it is about, sometimes we've been taught to do this at speedily rates instead of being able to maximize our time and do this at a a rate of pace. And so what this looks like again, is that we have been taught to have things done in microwave society. When a lot of times too, things are done with time and patience. And I teach clients again, Even though y'all are learning this information from me and even though you're getting this and you're understanding this, this still takes time. This still takes time to shift habits. This takes time to shift perspective. But I promise you, even some of them said that they being with me for two months in 90 days of time over a course of even three months, a month after being in the program, they've shifted the way they thought about what they do with their time. So why does this impact your productivity? So essentially, when you are, when you intentionally avoid, you are procrastinating, which then doesn't make you productive. You completely then ignore the things that you know you want to do and know you need to do. But even with that, even knowing you need to do something, it becomes a shameful thing and becomes a guilt trip because you at that point then feel guilty for not then doing it, which then goes into this whole whirlwind of an emotional roller coaster that the enemy would love, allow, uh, love to allow us to go through because we at that point then don't produce the other part of this is when you put yourself down when you don't believe yourself when you have a lack of self-worth y'all self-worth is so important because then at that point then you don't even begin to believe that good things are going to come your way So because of that, even if you have a vision and a dream, or even if you have the ability to start making room for things that are going to be beneficial to your life, you don't even start to make the steps to do it because you don't even feel like you're worthy enough to have it because only you may have experienced is bad things. And so then the asset to being productive becomes null and void because it's like, even if I start to do this, even if I start to work at this, I'm only going to come back to the old habits I've done. So you don't even have a sense of believing that it's possible. The other reason why this can impact you is going back to when we were talking about self-sabotage. When you put yourself down or have a failure of failure, you then, even when you start to begin to work towards something, if you mess up once or don't give yourself room for this space of grace and also time, you then feel like you aren't good enough and then so you don't start. And so... In talking about this And even going through this even with myself I've come to understand That there is grace for Even mistakes Like one thing God was showing me um, When I had Elijah was that There was grace for the time frame, even when I was just really, really in crux and taking care of him in the beginning, because I was like, God, when am I going to get back to work? When am I going to get back to doing the things that I love? And he was just really showing me like, there's a grace for this and be okay with having the grace for this time. But there's so again, so much in us that wants us to rush stuff that we again, don't give ourselves the space and the time to do this. And so again, going back to when I was talking about the need for control and being productive and why this impacts you in that way is when you feel like you have control all the time, you put yourself in a place of consistent anxiety and worry because in ourselves, we can't predict the future. And so because we can't predict the future, if you put yourself in a place of feeling as though you're in control, you cannot predict what's going to happen tomorrow. So then all you do is worry. And worrying takes up time, it takes occupancy in your mind, and it takes up residence in a way that is not helpful. And so then you just end up worrying instead of actually working. And even doing, and even resting, which I'm going to get into in a second. And so when it comes to this um, perfectionism and self-sabotage and all of these aspects, why that impacts your productivity is so, so vital because y'all, we end up stalling. We end up being delayed. We end up delaying obedience. And I always tell the girls when I'm wearing my program is do the last thing God told you to do. If he said manage your finances, manage your finances. If he said steward your time well, steward your time well. If he said to do this or that, do that. But because we don't do it, we're so burnt out and we run ourselves to the ground. We use our own vices to do the things that we know we can do. So why is this important with rest? So I want to go into... Um, this as well because I want to be able to talk about how again we also have not been taught to rest when I did this class um, when I did one of these this was one of the weeks that we talked about in the program I do a whole week on rest and we talk about rest in grave detail I mean I go into scriptures I go into a whole bunch of stuff with them but I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of what I kind of told them when I asked them, a lot of them um, asked, what is your definition of rest? A lot of them kind of gave me the answer of sleep. And I was very like, oh, OK, well, part of this, again, isn't us never being taught. We've never been taught to what it looks like to rest. As black people, we've been basically taught to work, work, work. And or we have an unhealthy view of rest, meaning if you rest, you're lazy if you rest, you are not doing enough. And what that does is it almost looks at rest as unproductive, which then is not important. We don't place it on the priority meter. We also fill ourselves and fill our time with saying yes to all these other things when really we don't really want to do it. And so because it becomes unproductive, what do you do when you rest? You blame yourself. You feel like you're guilty and you shame yourself and say that it's not helpful. And so how does this biblical? So I want to go to a scripture in Kings and it's first Kings, first Kings 19. And I want to go to verse three. And this is talking about Elijah in his life. So Elijah was this prophet of God. And then the story at the time he was, he basically fleed because Jezebel uh, was basically said she was going to kill him. And so he went away. And so this is what it says in uh, 1 Kings 19, 3, it says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to this town and basically sat under this tree alone in the wilderness. And this is what it said he did. He sat down and prayed and basically said that he wanted to die. He told God, this is what he said to God. He said, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life for I am no longer, I am no better than my ancestor who is, ancestors who have already died. So essentially what happens is when we get so burnt out, when we get so fearful, when we literally just want to get away, almost like you get so burnt out and just almost feels like you have to have a nervous breakdown, or you just literally want to get away from everything. And you're like, if I don't get away, I might lose it he literally said i better just i might as well just die and so he had suicidal thoughts again this is someone in the bible had suicidal thoughts basically telling god he would rather die because he was so grieved and overwhelmed by everything and so this is what happened following this so he said take my life so then so then he lay down and slept under a broom tree then while he was sleeping an angel touched him and told him get up and eat He looked around and there, beside his head, was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So, literally, he went to sleep, woke up, and the angel said, "Eat." I'm gonna keep going and then I'm gonna go into my spiel because this is so good. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, "Get up and get some water, or the journey ahead will be too much for you." Get up and get some water but the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank and the food gave him enough strength. And it talks about him traveling back to where he was. So the problem a lot of us have is that we're so burnt out. We don't give ourselves the time to rest and replenish. So the rest is what, and rest has so much benefits. When I did the research on this and I taught it in the class, I was talking about how rest is so beneficial to your body but not only that rest also replenishes you helps you think mentally clear and the other thing is he had food food became a resource when you work so much and you don't take care of yourself and you really don't even eat or you eat the wrong things you're not even replenishing your body the bible is talking about how literally he was he was literally feeling like he was having suicidal thoughts and then the angel said rest and replenish yourself so a lot of times when we're feeling burnt out the resolve with that is to rest and even that when God when God made the earth and he um created the earth on the seventh day he rested he also called the Sabbath day holy and it was so it was so much so supposed to be holy so he could basically say like this is a day you are not supposed to work because if we don't rest, we don't take care of ourselves. And what that also shows is that if we don't take care of ourselves, we could end up being burnt out and not have enough strength for the journey. And so again, when we self-sabotage, not only are we intentionally avoiding, or putting ourselves down. We have a lack, we fear failure. We have a lack of self-worth. We place blame. We feel like we have to be in control. and We give ourselves no grace. And this also goes with asking for help. People can help you. You're not a burden to people. I hear people say all the time, I don't want to be a burden to you. And it's just like, I would let you know if you're a burden. Now, some people are not going to know because they're not at a place where they're healed enough to be able to put boundaries in place. But also with that as well, some people may not even tell you because they themselves at that point, don't feel confident enough to even communicate that. But at the same time, If you're a burden, like somebody should tell you that if, and and if, even if that is the case, they could tell you, I don't have the capacity to help right now. And so this is so important when it comes to understanding that people can help you if you just ask, but we also assume and think that we're not, we're a burden. So we just don't ask. And then we struggle with perfectionism. And so this impacts our ability to be able to be productive and do things consistently. We do things so inconsistently. We're not consistent with one thing at a time. And then also impacts our rest and our ability to take care of ourselves. Because that's ultimately what Elijah did was he took the time to take care of himself to replenish before he went back on the journey. And so when you're, when, so what this also tells me in the Bible is that if I'm feeling burnt out, if I'm feeling to the point where I literally just want to get away from everything, that is a clear indicator that I need to rest. And this can look like sleep. This can look like replenishing myself, but sometimes it's just taking a break and saying, Hey, I need a day off. And so again, this is super important to teach. Because if we can get this, get these, get this mindset and know how to address, I talk about in the program, how to address your self-sabotage, how to address how this aspect Impacts your procrastination. I talk about this in great detail in the program. In fact, I don't even really give the girls anything related to time management skills or creating a schedule or knowing all those things until after we talked about this. Because these are the things that if you created a schedule and you don't have an order, the enemy will just literally bombard you upside the head and you'll go back to old habits. And so if you don't have the basics of understanding why you self sabotage, why you procrastinate, why you're avoiding, knowing what your values are. I talk heavily about values. I talk heavily about you taking inventory of your life because you don't even know what you're carrying. You're just all in your head. And so before we even address giving, before I meet, it's almost as if like, I'm going to hand um, somebody keys to a car, but they don't even have a license. It's like, I got to get you to get the first point first before I actually give you then the other things that are going to help you get from destination point A to point B. Because then once you create the schedule and you have addressed all these things, doing it and being productive is null and void. There were girls in the program who literally said they got so much more done in a matter of three months than they had done in a year. There was a girl in my program who literally put out a podcast and a blog and literally said, I took it all down because I immediately self-sabotaged and literally now she's about to relaunch it all because she's understanding like, I just need to show up. It's not about it being perfect. It's not about all these things. I've done the work. I know the information. It's not about me being super qualified. It's just about me showing up. And so with that being said, once you address those limiting beliefs, once you address what these things are, that are sabotaging you in this way, you're then able to show up fully and be the best version of yourself and be there for your family, be there for yourself, but also know what it looks like to be there for yourself so that you can show up for your family and also do the things that you feel in your heart to do, even if it's just managing your household. Even if it's just managing your job Even if it's going to do those desired goals That you want to do So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast If you are interested in show up sis Absolutely go to the link in the show notes And apply I would love to have you I will let you know within the day If you are accepted And I'm taking people all the way up until September 30th. So do not delay, do not delay, do not delay because spots are filling up. I have already gotten applications that I've accepted and a couple of people have already secured spots. So they have very, very, very limited spots in their first come, first serve upon application. So if you enjoyed this podcast, definitely share with someone you love and I look forward to talking to y'all soon. I'll talk to you later, bye.